Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi fans, welcome back to another episode of Large Almond Latte. This week has been so hectic for me. I know, doing what right? Well, you know that Jess and I are writing our bachelor recaps for largealmondlatte.com, which is honestly so much more hard work than I thought it would be because this season is so boring. Honestly, I don't need my Calm app to put me to sleep anymore. I just need to watch The Bachelor, but I can't because I need to do the recaps disaster. Also this week, I have had to deal with the death of my MacBook. Devastating. On Sunday, I was having a ride of a time with some wine and so was my baby because we both on separate occasions tipped my glass all over the keyboard. And the next morning I woke to find my MacBook unresponsive. Now, when I spill water all over my keyboard at work, which probably happens more frequently than you would expect, I get kind of excited. I'm like, yes, I get a brand new keyboard that's not going to have all my snap crumbs in there. But when it happens to my own MacBook that I have to pay for, it is definitely not as exciting. Obviously, then after the J-Law scandal, I'm terrified of the cloud and I thought I wasn't using it. So I thought I had lost all of my digital belongings. I wore black all week. I was in absolute mourning. Yes, I took it to a repairer, but I wasn't crossing my fingers. But Then I found nearly all of my documents in the cloud. It was legit a Christmas miracle. But this is such a wild ride because for every action is an equal and opposite reaction. Thanks, Year 9 Science. And the repairer turns out could fix it, but it was going to cost more than buying a brand new MacBook. So basically, now I have to buy a brand new MacBook. So I did, but it's going to take like two weeks to deliver. So stressful. So side note, if this podcast sounds a little bit different, it's because I'm on a temp computer. So please just bear with me for a few weeks. But since I had to buy a new MacBook, I had a brainwave. I have been totally inspired by Amanda from Maths, who, if you don't know, this week she started a GoFundMe to fund her move to the Gold Coast in the middle of a pandemic, mildly tone deaf, but I was inspired. So I started one myself to fund my basic white girl requirements of a MacBook. So if you'd like to make a generous donation or... Just give me some money for life. The link is in the show notes or DM me and I'll send you my bank details. Totally joking, but kind of not really. Today on the podcast, we're talking deal breakers. And no, not the major ones like they're a smoker or Ivan Milat. The tiny, petty, but totally legitimate reasons to unfriend, delete and block someone forever.com. Then I am so excited for this one. I've consulted with a mixologist and an international cocktail connoisseur to bring you the tastiest 
spring drinks menu. Whether you're going to be social and out or home, isolating by choice, we have something to wet your lips with. Finally, I review yet another show about teenagers, but I promise you're going to love it. Teenage Bounty Hunters on Netflix. Imagine this. You're going on a honeymoon with your significant other. You're on your way to Europe for eight weeks. You could not be more excited. It's your first flight together, and you're a bit nervous about flying in general, so you take a Valium. And just as you land in Dubai, your Valium starts to wear off. You look over, and you notice that your partner has his bare, unkempt toenails rested on the seat in front of you. You rub your eyes because you must be sleeping. He would never have bare feet on a plane. It cannot be. But then you land, and as you hit the tarmac, they stand up and start to clap. What have you done? You must annul this marriage immediately. This week, we asked you in our Facebook group, La Jaman Latte, what are your petty deal breakers? And oh my God, the list was so long because people are fucking gross. So right, when you meet someone, banter is of the utmost importance. It's like how you tell if you have chemistry. You could be a topless Zac Efron hand-feeding me McDonald's fries, but if any of the following words come out of your mouth, I will gladly feed myself and give up my whole pass with you. Now, I tried to record this in my words, but it didn't sound right, so I have recruited my boyfriend to play the role of the creep. So, as Van Lucy says, they will say things like... What kind of mischief are you up to? Or... You troublemaker. (laughs) It's so fucking gross. Who thinks a girl is turned on by that? Or there's this classic that Van Mia says... You're not like other girls... Ew, I'm so disgusted. I mean, honestly, thank you. That was very good. Thank you for playing the role. But can you now please leave because I am very turned off by you and I can't have you in my vicinity. Who thinks that girls are going to be turned on by that? It's like the way that a father would speak to his child, not the way you speak to a girl that you're trying to bed. Yuck. I've got like goosebumps like thinking about it. But I also think it's not the Zac Efron types that have this type of banter. When I imagine these sayings, I think of a guy in a uniform and that uniform is a trilby, an ill-fitting suit that's probably pinstripe, a goatee or like a jowled mustache, even some strong sideburns all of which coincidentally are deal breakers on their own. And I just need to share this quote with you from Fan John. He says, as a straight male, seeing another man in an ill-fitting suit gives me a full-blown direction. (laughs) Fan Amy shared with us this ultra cringe slash lol worthy story of some truly awful bedroom banter. Awful I would say disturbing. So she's got this guy over at her house. It's like the second or third date and they start getting it on. He starts going down on her. She is loving life. Then she orgasms and he yells, you're mine. (laughs) Yeah. yuck. Sorry, I had to get Mark back in for that one, but you can leave again immediately because that was fucking off. Putting. So naturally, Amy had to show this guy the exit, which was a real shame because he was 
good at other things with his mouth that did not involve talking. Okay, let's be honest. These occasions are getting rarer and rarer because people don't meet in real life anymore. It's apps exclusive. So you know what's super important when you use apps? Grammar. Honestly, like finish primary school. Fans Catherine and Ash both have strong objections to people who don't know the difference between then and then, your and your, there, there and there. So I have a hot tip for you straight from the unqualified exclusive mouth of mine. If you're going to use the apps, you should download the extension or app Grammarly and check your messages before you send them. Because honestly, it could be the difference between WAP and no WAP. Your banter and grammar aren't necessarily the first line of defense in the deal breaker stakes. Your look is. And listen up, because these looks will buy you a one-way, no-returns ticket to Solo Town. For guys, Van Gray says it is a hard no to wear thongs and jeans. Ugh, I agree. But I'm not picturing some thirst trap like Zac Efron wearing tight jeans and nice Havianas. That's fine. Again, I'm picturing our Trilby guy with like baggy circa 2003 skater jeans with a belt and like those thick material thongs. But most importantly, I'm picturing very long dirty toenails and hairy toes. Yuck. But seriously, it's either hot or cold. Pick one and dress appropriately. Van Molly added that white jeans are a particular hard no. To me, white jeans on a guy just scream, I love steroids. But on women, I'm all about the white jean. Although, according to Urban Dictionary, women who wear white jeans apparently love anal. Who knew? I did because I read Urban Dictionary for fun. Shoes generally are really fertile deal breaker territory because there are so many bad options. Obviously, like the material thongs just in general are a hard no. Don't even get me started on Crocs. Like if you wear Crocs and listen to this podcast, it's probably not for you unless you're like a healthcare worker or a chef. But you also definitely cannot wear white square-tipped leather shoes from Aldo, says fans Dana, Evie, and every other woman on the planet ever. Let's talk about tattoos because, oh my God, a sleeve is so whap-inducing if it is done right. Also, I just felt like it was really important to drop in that a sleeve while delicious is not the be-all and end-all because see like I don't know every bachelorette contestant ever for examples so like when people say they're getting a new tattoo I always have the same response I say hang your design up in your room for a month and make sure you really love it because if you don't still love it after a month you're definitely not gonna love it on you for the rest of your life and I just feel like People don't do this or they just have really bad taste, probably more likely. And bad taste tattoos are such a deal breaker. Like if you've used your home tattoo kit, mm, probably that's going to be a no. Or the obvious ones like white guys with tribal tattoos, white guys with Asian symbols, white guys with the Southern Cross tattoo that they got 15 years ago. And look, as long as it's not recent, because a recent Southern Cross tattoo is a hard deal breaker. But I guess if they got it like 15 years ago when it was really patriotic and a thing, I'm much more forgiving because I nearly, oh, I nearly got a Southern Cross tattoo myself on my 
foot of all places. And honestly, I'm so glad that I don't have that regret in my life because it would have been removed. But there's also the chest plate, like strength and honor disaster. It's really... I don't, I don't think I've ever seen a chest plate that I really enjoyed, to be honest. And then there's the worst one of all. And look, I am generally against this in any scenario, as decoration in your house, on your notebook, as your Instagram post. And look, I get some people are really motivated by them, but inspirational quotes are not for me. So if I see a guy tattooed with inspirational quotes, quotes across his ribs, for instance, it is like an immediate soft clit. <laughs> is, that a, is that a thing? It's an immediate female direction. Awful. Honestly, if you want to tell a story, then write a book because a published author is a way bigger turn on than someone with a dodgy inspirational quote tattooed across their ribs. I promise. Now, I know I'm piling on deal breakers for the girls, but there were guy submissions. I know that they were all just like, shit, you're all really nasty. We don't want to be as nasty. Like double standards, but they're right. Like when guys are as nasty as girls, it's for some reason so much meaner. They are definitely not allowed to say, oh, I don't like girls that wear white jeans or thongs. We would be like, that's so superficial. Have a look in the mirror. Double standards. I know, but it's just how it goes. But then Alex did share a deal breaker for the guys, and that is nose rings. And Alex, this greatly offends me because I have an OG pass to the nose ring club. I've had it since I was 15. I went off to Chadston behind my mum's back and got it pierced and she was pissed. But whatever, I still got it and it wasn't a deal breaker then. And it's not a deal breaker now because my boyfriend hates them too and we're still together. So suck on that, Alex. Once you've gotten past the looks and the banter with someone without any deal breakers, you might think that you've made it through the wilderness. Somehow I made it through. That just felt like I was in a recording studio, which will never happen because as you can tell, my voice is terrible. Anyway, I digress. So you think you've made it through. You're on the home stretch. This guy might even have your babies. It's going so well. Like you've met, you know that they've completed year six English. Yes. They have a job in HR at David Jones. So they've got a sweet discount on acceptable clothing. And when they wear a suit, they don't look like they're going GA to the races at Caulfield. Plus their friend is a tattoo artist at Bondi Inc. And their sleeve is lickable because also they have really toned muscles because they go to the gym a reasonable number of times per week and don't take steroids, which is also a deal breaker. So it's all going swimmingly. But then, like our poor unfortunate bride, you'll notice one deal breaker and then they will start coming hard and fast and everything will come crashing down. Picture this absolutely disastrous scenario, again, with special creep inputs from Mark. So you've been dating this guy for a while now. You think you have absolutely backed a winner. He stayed over at your house for the first time last night and the sex was phenomenal. He didn't ruin it with any disturbing vocal conduct or smelly balls, which is another immediate deal breaker, according to Fan Lucy. Like, it will dry you up like the Sahara. Honestly, like, wash yourself. Show some respect for yourself and the girl that you're trying to bed. Anyway, you wake up in a super good mood and you're like, I'm going to go down the street and get us some breakfast and coffees. And he replies, I don't do breakfast. Can you just get me a Red Bull? Oh, 
Okay, <laughs> fuck, no. Energy drinks in the morning or really at any time of the day are such a hard no, says Van Stephanie. I actually last night was doing some research for the next segment and I saw someone buying an energy drink and it was exactly the kind of person that I thought it would be. I imagine it's someone wearing skate shoes with frosted tips and like acne on their face and this person was exactly that. But anyway, you're like, okay, it's one energy drink. The positives are still far outweighing the negatives. I'll oblige. So you come back with the breakfast, coffee, and a Red Bull to see that he's sitting on your couch in a t-shirt and socks with no undies, just smearing his dirty gooch all over your leather fantastic furniture couch. Shirts without pants or cock-shirting, as it is more colloquially known, is nobody's business, says Steph and Jess. You're tense at this point, but you're like, okay. And then you're like, okay, let's shower so you can get his dirty balls off your couch. Then you have like this amazing shower sex and you're feeling good. So you sit down to breakfast, the news is on, and then he casually opens his mouth and says, Say what you want about Trump, but he makes some solid points. (laughs) What now? At this point, you are high-level stress. Like, that is the ultimate deal-breaker, but still, like, oh, you really want to have his babies. So you have to change the channel. You put on some light viewing, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. It's something that everyone enjoys, and you just hope that you heard him wrong the first time. Then he laughs at a joke, and when he laughs, <laughs> he sticks his tongue out. Thank you, Fan Jade, for making me recognize how truly disgusting the stuck-out tongue with a laugh is. Now, if you don't get it, which I didn't at first either, do it yourself and look in the mirror or get someone to do it to you. It is truly a no-go zone. (laughs) I just did it and I felt sick just thinking about looking at myself. So by this point, you are done. That's it. The tongue poke laugh was the final straw. Calmly, you advise him that this relationship will not be proceeding any further and show him the door. You then head back to your bedroom, pull out your Empress vibrator and gladly submit to be alone with it forever if that was the alternative. Now, fans, I thought that was a really nice ending, but I do think I should end this with a bit of a disclaimer from an older, wiser fan who kindly pointed out that when he was at university, Hugh Jackman used to drive around in a total shitbox, which again, deal breaker, and he wore jeans and thongs. So pick your deal breakers wisely. Is it Tuesday? Is it Wednesday? Is it 1982? I have no idea. But what I do know from my one hour I spend outside my cell every day is that the sun is out because spring has sprung, which means summer is just around the corner and drinking season. So it's time to put away the heavy reds and bring out the spritzes and rosés. And I don't know about you, I I love my Aperol, I love my rosés, but sometimes I just want something different and I never know what that something different is. So I have teamed up with a mixologist and an international food and cocktail connoisseur to bring you the hottest drink trends of this spring summer season. Full disclosure, while he is a mixologist, he's also my boyfriend Mark, who was the creep voice in the previous segment, but the international food and cocktail connoisseur is Mia Goring and you can find her on Instagram at Mia Goring. Mia goes all across Australasia tasting the best food and drinks, so she is 100% legit. So with the help, I'm going to share with you 
all the drinks that you're going to be posting on your Instagram this fresh out of lockdown season. So fans, you're going to be able to get in early and taste them and post them before all of your friends do like a true trendsetter. You are going to be like blue tick certified before you know it. Whether you are just looking to pick up some drinks on your way home from work from the local BWS or you want to refine your cocktail skills or like me, you just might like something different than an Aperol spritz to order at your Sunday sesh at College Lawn, I have got you covered. Oh, I am so thirsty just thinking about this segment already. Okay, one thing we are all going to be drinking is hard seltzer. What the fuck is hard seltzer? Well, it's the drink that you never knew you needed, but you will not be able to live without it. It's alcoholic soda water, and it's either made from sugar cane or malted barley, and then it is mixed with soda water and other flavors. So it is super light and refreshing. Like, it will make you want to go... After you take a sip. Most importantly, it is totally in collaboration with your summer body. It's also not feeling at all, which is how you will get so lit from drinking it all day long. Now, seltzer is going to be more available in Australia and New Zealand than a D-grade celebrity is for the Melbourne Cup Carnival. It comes as a premix, so you can get it from your local bottle shop. You can also buy it at the bar, and it's also really good for mixing with other drinks. I will add in the show notes at largeamandlatte.com some of Mark and Mia's preferred brands of seltzer. So the seltzer is your basic crack and sip approach, but sometimes we like to get a bit spenny and fancy at the bar or we want to be a bit bougie at home and make cocktails. So these are the ingredients that you are going to want in your cocktails this season. Like literally the flavors of the month are elderflower and rosemary. They go together like a burger and fries. It mixes really well also with gin, vodka and salsa. So Again, some more unsolicited advice from me. I would suggest you pop down to your local Bunnings and get yourselves some elderflower plants and rosemary. So you've got a permanent source of those ingredients. While you're there, probably just get yourself some mint and a lime tree because you can never have enough mint and limes when it comes to cocktails. I have got some super delicious cocktail options for you from Mark and Mia, and I've tried them all and I was lit, but they were also super tasty. Now, don't fret because you know this podcast is all about low involvement. So these cocktails are so easy to make. And I'm not going to go through the steps, just the ingredients, but I will put all the steps on the show notes again at largeamandlatte.com. And if you really can't be fucked reading the instructions, just put all the ingredients in a mixer and shake them up. Very easy. Okay, first up from mixologist Mark, we have the elderflower Collins. And you can see why we're together because he described this mix of flavors as bunning sausage and sauce. They just work. Obviously, you can't taste the cocktail through your headphones, so I have assigned descriptions to each of them so you get an idea for like the flavor. This one is, I'm so cool, I used a separate app to create my Instagram stories. And it's so simple, all you need is gin, lemon juice, elderflower syrup, sugar syrup, and soda. If you're not really into the DIY gardening scene, you can also get elderflower syrup from like any Coles or Woolworths. You'll find it with the Bougie Cordials. I don't think Cordials has brought it into their range just yet, unfortunately. Mia said that this season is all about supporting local, obviously, given we're in a pandemic. So she's given specific brands in her recommendations. You can switch them out. But personally, I feel like there is nothing that quite feels like that superior smugness when you'll be able to say to your friends when you make this cocktail for them, oh yeah, the secret ingredient is just this seltzer I got from a little hidden brewery in Footscray. You'll look so cool. 
Mia has suggested the Sparkling Peach Vodka Cocktail, and that one is for when you want to get lit really quickly, but you don't like the taste of alcohol. You just need ice, 666 Pure Tasmanian Vodka, one can of Hop Nation Ray Peach Hard Seltzer, that's the one from Footscray, peach and lime. And I started with this one and I thought it'd be quite strong and I'd be able to taste all the alcohol, but honestly, I couldn't at all. And I got lit quick. (laughs) I had to take a break after that. The next one we have is cucumber and lime gin seltzer because gin and tonic is for basics. Now, I don't like gin and tonic, but when the seltzer was added, I don't know, it made such a difference. And I really liked this. You'll just need cucumber, lime, Four Pillars Rare Dry Gin and some Quincy Lime Alcoholic Seltzer. Next, this is my favorite one of all. And again, I don't like gin, but this one is described as, I want to get lit, but also be healthy with fruit. And it's the Raspberry Gin Seltzer. You'll need one cup of raspberries, one can of Wild Spirit Royal Raspberry, Ink Sloan and Berry Gin, two to three teaspoons of honey, which is optional, two to three limes and some mint leaves. I didn't really want this with honey, but for the sweetness, I added a dash and it was divine. I had like three of them. Yeah, I'm feeling really hungover this morning, okay? Finally, we have got a twist on a classic, the passion fruit mojito, because passion fruit is delicious and I wanted to add in something for people that don't like gin even though I found that I did like the ones with gin. Anyway, the passion fruit mojito is when even your version of classic is extra. You'll just need lime, passion fruit, obby, white rum, mint leaves, sugar syrup, ice, and soda. So there you have it. I know I'm really hung, but I'm actually so thirsty talking about these because they were so delicious. I cannot wait to be released from jail so I can start drinking these again in the sun with people that are not my boyfriend or my baby. So please go and make them, enjoy them. Head to largeamandlatte.com for the full ingredients and method list. Most importantly, make sure if you're drinking them, you tag us on Instagram because we have no lives and we will really appreciate living through you. Teenage Bounty Hunters is the surprise party you need in your life right now, especially if your birthday was in lockdown. It brings the punchy lols from start to finish. Sterling and Blair, aside from having names very high on your baby name list, are sheltered fraternal twin teenagers living in Trump's America. They're gun-toting, God-fearing children of well-to-do Republicans living in the South who accidentally become child bounty hunters, apprenticing for this guy Bowser who works out of a yogurt shop, which looks very tasty. The show stars absolutely no one you've ever heard of, but soon will. Also, Sterling is played by Maddie Phillips, who lived in Australia as a child and went to Penrose School in Perth, which is the same spending elite school as Laura from The Bachelor went to. So I wonder if they know each other. The show deals with classic teen coming-of-age challenges, losing your V-plates, breakups, finding yourself, exploring your sexuality, and dealing with the fact that your mum is living a double life. I was a bit unsure about the conservative backdrop at first. I thought I might get cancelled for just watching it. But the show is produced by Genji Khan of Weeds and Orange is the New Black. And true to her form, this show is highly satirical. So it's like The Politician, but good. This show works because the satire is pinpoint accurate and the cast is as strong as the Hulk. It zooms in on the evangelical purity culture and responds to it with this 
fearless lesbian storyline and general girl power energy that the Spice Girls would be so proud of. A big, subtle, fuck you. That's not to say, though, they don't slip in a few conservative messages like their right to bear arms, which it's weird. It's like seeing a giraffe in Westfield. For a teen drama com, it's not something that you're used to seeing. Also veering off the script of the teen drama com are the twists and turns that you actually won't see coming. There is some bounty hunting, but it's definitely more of a side storyline, which I'm not mad about because action scenes bore me to tears. But I do feel that maybe it means another name may have been more appropriate Also, because although they are teenagers, or more accurately in something that is true to teen drama com form 20-something playing teenagers, I would have felt mildly better as like a 30-something-year-old watching this show if they didn't have the word teenagers in the name to remind me of that. But this show is definitely worth watching. It will put a smile on your face. 8.5 out of 10. Thanks for listening to Large Arm and Lache. If you loved the podcast, a five-star rating and review would really help validate us. Large Arm and Latte exists because of your opinions, so keep sharing them in the Facebook group Large Arm and Latte, on the gram at Large Arm and Latte Media, and visit largearmandlatte.com to read, write, engage, subscribe to our newsletter, and generally get your peepers around even more brunch banter. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.